never leave before New Year's Eve. Have a holly jolly Christmas. XOXO. Gossip Girl. So, Brie, what are your thoughts on that deleted scene of Love Actually with the kid doing the somersaults in the airport? Um, it's pretty epic. Um, I kind of wish it was left in there because it's like, I don't know. It's hilarious. Like, I mean, on one hand, if they left it in there, it would maybe take you out of the movie because it's so ridiculous and hard to believe. But... For comedic effect, it's kind of fun. I love how it's obviously a grown man <laughs> doing the somersaults and the flips. Yes, because like his legs get like 10 times longer. And at, in that one scene where he's like on the pipes or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you can totally tell it's a grown man in a blonde wig. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I, I don't know. I love It's at camp? I think so. Yeah. I don't know, but thank you for showing me that clip because I would have never known. <laughs> Is that like on the DVD, like deleted scenes or something? I don't know. We did watch it on Blu-ray, but we didn't check out any of the deleted scenes. Ah. How did you come across this? It's it's just trending on Twitter. Oh, really? Yeah. For real? Oh, it's wow. It's like a trending meme situation right now. I love that. Wow. Well, that's yeah. timely then. Look at us. We're drinking pilt because of Pepsi, <laughs> Lo- Pepsi Lohan. <laughs> Pepsi Lohan. That's her new name. <laughs> She does one Pepsi commercial and she's Pepsi Lohan. Yeah. Yeah. You can um see our, our uh, raw reaction on TikTok, but um <laughs> so cool. It's actually not bad. I think it tastes like a Coke float. Right? Yeah. I'm still sipping mine. I'm like, hmm, it's interesting, you know? Well, you know, pilk and cookies. According to Lilo. Yeah. It uh it's timeless. It's a Christmas classic oh. or it's a new christmas classic kind of like love actually yeah. but anyways let's introduce ourselves <laughs> i'm nikki jensen and i'm brie piccone and we're late, late to, to the, the party, party a weekly podcast on film fashion and pop culture from two best friends who are mentally still in 2002 yep except this one time we're going to 2003 yeah branching, branching out, out. <laughs> So, is Love Actually the pilk of Christmas, like, classic movies? You know, I think it is in a way. I mean, I would like to say more than Love Actually, though, maybe Elf. What? Because it came, didn't it come out later? I feel like, no, it came out around the same time. This is crazy. Like, oh, really? the same month? Love Actually and Elf, two new Christmas classics, came okay. out. Well, I stand by what I said. Both of them are, are like pilk, you know, because they've been, they weren't always there. They were always there, but we never thought of like, you know how like Pepsi and milk have always been around, but we've never just enjoyed them together. I don't know. I feel, <laughs> For the holiday season. I feel like is pilk good or bad though? We have to establish that. Like, I think it's good. Unexpectedly good? Unexpectedly good. Yeah. See, like the moment I saw Elf is the moment I knew it was going to be a holiday classic. Yes. I would say Love Actually is like Pilk because it's unexpected. Mm. It's also like a pretty kind of raunchy in parts, like Richard Curtis joint. And like it's from, you know, the actors from across the pond. So it's not our American stars. I love when it's the actors from across the pond. Same. But like, you know, the topic for everyone to love this movie, but for it to kind of be cynical. In a lot of ways. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I think it's the Pilkin cookie. <laughs> Quote me on it. Yeah. But yeah, so today we are discussing the 2003 Christmas classic, question mark, love actually. I'm in love. Aren't you but young to be in love? No. Starring everyone, every single British star. I forgot how many people were in this movie. Like, I forgot about Alan Rickman. Being Can you this. name them all? Like, um, without looking? Okay, I'm going to try. Alan Rickman, Emma Thompson. Uh, Wait, Kurt Russell's not English, is he? Uh, he's not. Kurt Russell's not in this movie. Wait, he's not? Uh-uh. <laughs> Liam Neeson? Oh, Liam Neeson, yeah. The other Kurt, the, the British Kurt Russell. <laughs> I praise. Sorry. I don't know. Maybe it's because there's that other Kurt Russell Christmas movie out there somewhere. Uh, he's not in this movie. <laughs> I just wrote him in. Kurt Russell's just Santa in your heart forever. Yeah. Uh, d- is that it? Am I out? Is- Did you say Kira Knightley? I didn't get that far. Bill Nye? Yes. What um, about that other bloke? The the one with the face? that Colin Firth? Yes. Laura Linney? Right. Um... Those are the major stars. Yeah. Yeah, I can't really think of anyone else. I know there's more. Oh, the kid. Yeah. The, the little kid with the blonde hair that does the somersaults. Yeah. That was in, like, the Divergent movies as an adult and looks the same. He does look the same. It's he, freaky. Is it crazy that, like, now his claim to fame is not even being the kid in Love Actually? It's being the guy on those, like... They're not spam, but they're like um, like ads that are oh. like, where are they now? Cast of Full House. Yeah. There's always one with uh, that actor's face mm. and is like, you won't believe what he looks like now. Exactly the, <laughs> the same. same. Oh, man. Like, basically, his claim to fame is, can you believe this man is an adult? I cannot. <laughs> I know. Is he tall? Because that would also be very freaky. I think he is. Or he looks tall. He's like lanky. So so he grew up to be the gymnast the stunt double, exactly. body double in Love Actually. Yes. I have a theory that maybe that was him from the future or like from now going back in the past to create that. And that's why that clip exists. So. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he got cast. They didn't know it was him from the future, but. Alan Rickman brought that time turner. Exactly. He just crossed movies. That's how I picture Alan Rickman. He just like, he walked from Galaxy Quest. He like took off that outfit. Uh Uh-huh. Put on a cloak and became Snape. And then he just walks (laughs) away and then like changes into normal people clothes and is in love actually. Mm -hmm. Like he's not real. He's just... Uh, Rowan Atkinson is is another (laughs) actor. Sorry. You're like... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sorry, I don't know if that's insensitive. <laughs> Mr. Bean? Yeah, Mr. Bean. Sorry, mm-hmm. he just flashed in my mind. Sorry, was I talking about something really that boring? <laughs> no, it's just, I think, because I was thinking of Alan Rickman, that scene with Rowan Atkinson is hilarious. I love Rowan Atkinson. Like, when he's playing not Mr. Bean, there's something so interesting about him. I feel like he's always playing, like, a little bit Mr. Bean, though. I feel like he is a little just, bit Mr. Bean. Just like how Alan Rickman's always, like, a little bit Snape, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know. No, I agree. I feel like, but is that just because that's, like, how we know him? Yeah. Like, we don't know. Well, it's, yeah, it's just, like, Alan Rickman has to be Snape to us because we grew up with Harry Potter. 
And um, Mr. Bean, I mean, Rowan Atkinson has to be Mr. Bean because he is Mr. Bean. Exactly. Yeah. End of story. <laughs> Period. But but yeah, so Love Actually was released on November 6, 2003. Um, and it was directed by Richard Curtis. Did you even see this movie when it came out? Because I know I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I even knew about this movie until a few years ago. Because I remember you introduced this movie to me. Serendipity and Love Actually were like two movies that I hadn't heard of or seen in like, you know, like my whole life. So they're kind of new. But I would say Love Actually is like, it's grown on me. And I don't know. Kind of like Pilk. I, I would revisit it, you know, for Christmas. How about you? Did you see it in theaters? No. Definitely not. Um, I don't know. I don't remember when I saw this movie for the first time, but I've always seen bits and pieces of it for sure. And like the references. Mm. I feel like also that opening monologue of the love is all around us. Yes. Like, you know, the nine, uh, you know, at 9-11 at the gates. Um, I feel like that monologue is always been around the like internet circuit. I don't know. Mm. I remember always seeing that monologue or like being a Tumblr girl. Yeah. I feel like around Christmas time, love actually gifs and like references and quotes were very, uh, very prominent. Mm. But yeah, I think I've seen clips too, like Keira Knightley and like yeah. the one. Oh, it's, um, what's his name? Uh, he's in The Walking Dead. What is his name? That's your man. Yeah. Oh, uh, gosh. Uh, Andrew Lincoln? Yeah, yes, Andrew he, Lincoln. The, he does, like, the cue cards. Like, I remember, like, seeing that, like, gifs of that and stuff. And Dude, that was another time. Do you think Tumblr's coming back? I don't know. I mean, honestly, I know that there are – because I visited it, like, semi-recently out of curiosity and just revisited my old Tumblr, you know? And there it's – like, Tumblr itself is still kind of active, but it's – I don't think that's ever going to be the way it was. Also, I think, like, the – um. The audience is gonna change you know what i mean like the i don't know it can't be all of us it can't be like mid to late 20 year olds yeah that are maybe closer to 30 than 20 posting on tumblr like like we did back when we were 16 no i think it's gonna be teeny boppers and such i don't know and teenagers i don't i don't know i don't feel like tumblr is like i feel so detached from tumblr I want it to come back. I like, I feel like when Tumblr died, I switched over to Pinterest because I was like, oh, it's secret and like unassuming. Yeah. And it is like my like set of joy on the internet. So I hope Tumblr comes back. Yeah. Because like Pinterest, the only thing with that is it's not very social at all. Like it's nice for collecting things, but like Tumblr is like you're in on, kind of like how Twitter, you're in on like a moment that's happening. Like maybe something in your favorite TV show. You know what I mean? Like GIFs are going to be made. You can add on the reblog feature. Maybe they won't understand. Like Pilk. <laughs> but Love Actually. Yeah. It's one of those movies when I, I remember seeing it for the first time and finally feeling cool because I was like in on the joke for one. Mm. But also this movie's kind of a mixed bag. I feel like some storylines are really interesting and like moments are very iconic. Yeah. However, I don't think this is a Christmas classic. Like, this doesn't rank for me personally. It's not an It's a Wonderful Life. It's not a Christmas story. Mm. It's not an elf or a home alone. 
It's not even a, I don't know, like Christmas vacation mm. or Jingle All the Way. I would rank Jingle All the Way atop Love Actually. Mm. But Love Actually is directed by Richard Curtis, and I love, love, love Notting Hill. Yeah. It has Hugh Grant. It has Bill Nye and like playing this fun aging rock star. It it has all these things that you – it has British people and I love the Brits. Yeah. So you would think I would love this movie and regard it a little more than I do. But mm. I don't. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah, I thought you'd be way more like this is a Christmas classic. Because like I agree with you. Like for me personally, it's not like – it's close, but it's not – I don't know. How many classics can you have, you know? It's true. But I know for a lot of people it is a classic. And then um, your point about, like, Notting Hill, I feel like this movie, though, like, watching it, it brought up feelings for me, like, similar feelings that I get when I watch, like, The Holiday or Serendipity and Notting Hill, like, all in one, because it's got, like, the different storylines. Yes. Like you said, the Brits, like, it's just, like, it's not completely, like, like, hallmarky. like, there's ups and downs, you know what I mean? And I don't know. So it's kind of, I don't know. I mean, I enjoy it for what it is, you know? Totally. I do prefer the holiday, I think. Well, no, all okay. It's so confusing. I don't know. I don't know how I do Christmas rankings. Yeah. But I do like love actually. Quite a lot. I feel like one of the highlights of the movie is the song that Christmas is all around. Or like Dude, that's a know. banger. Yeah. Just say it it really is. It's a bop. So The premise for Love Actually is nine intertwined stories examine that one emotion that connects us all. Love. (laughs) Among the characters explored are David, Hugh Grant, the handsome newly elected British Prime Minister who falls for a young junior staffer, um, Sarah, Laura Linney, a graphic designer whose devotion to her mentally ill brother complicates her love life, and Harry, Alan Rickman, a married man tempted by his attractive new secretary. Hmm. He is so tempted too. Like the storyline makes me mad. <laughs> really? Yeah. I think because I just love Emma Thompson and just I'm like, hey. I do too. I mean, yeah. I feel like, um, you know how we're talking about pick me girls? I feel like his secretary is like a pick me, like, you know? Maybe. Yeah, totally. She's like, I'm not like I just get those vibes from her, you know? I feel like is um Hugh Grant's the that secretary oh. is she a pick me? Cause I love her. I love her too. I don't think she's trying to be anything in particular, but I just feel like the other girl's like so broody or something, and she's like, you know, trying to be all sexy and stuff. I don't know. I just feel like she's. I don't know. I have a beef. I have a beef. Yeah. It's, okay. Can I be honest? Yeah. The Alan Rickman storyline is where I check out. I always check out during that bit. Really? Yes. Aww. I'm like really into the Hugh Grant storyline. Yes. I'm really into I'm really into Emma Thompson up until a point. Like when she's with Alan Rickman. Uh-huh. I don't know, my mind kind of wanders <laughs> off. But and then I'm really I'm not into the Kira Knightley storyline as much, but yeah. It's I the iconic storyline because mm. it has the young people in it. Right. Um who else? I love Bill Nye's storyline. I feel like the real romance is him and his manager. Oh, yeah. That was really cute. Like That's yeah. the true love. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I, there was like my – I like the Liam Neeson with his son. 
That's a cute storyline. Okay, yeah. That one's probably the best one to me because it's just so heartwarming and adorable. And then probably the Hugh Grant storyline with his secretary. It's just like, I don't know. I think it's Hugh Grant too when you put him in these movies. He just is so charming. And then, I don't know, she's also adorable. Like they just like have this chemistry and you're rooting for them. Where like some of the storylines you're like, eh. Like that one dude who like goes to America to get like a British or uh, American girlfriend, you know? I think that's a funny bit. It is. But they don't have to tie it together. Like, that's unnecessary. Yeah. I feel like some of them, it's unnecessary. Like, that's the only thing with the Alan Rickman, Emma Thompson, is I feel like they started off, we don't get to see it for a hot second, and then at the end, they are, like, trying to really wrap it up fast. Mm. I feel like that's a little bit with certain storylines in this, that they're just having to, like, wrap it up really fast towards the end. Gotcha. Which I get. But maybe, I don't know, if you even dropped it. I would be cool with it. Like, I don't need all my storylines tied up with a bow. Oh. You know what? I think I, in my notes, I'm pretty sure I said, like, the opposite of that for one thing. Because, like, I kind of thought, I kind of thought they wrapped up that storyline more and I wanted it wrapped up more for some reason. Like, I think because there wasn't, I felt like there was no resolution. Like, I, I don't know if she divorced him or, like, I don't know. I kind of wanted to see something. Like, I don't know. I don't know what exactly. They didn't have time. Yeah, they did not. Anyway, <laughs> what's your favorite storyline? It's hard to pick just one because I do feel like um, Liam Neeson and his son, like, that's so cute. Like, that little boy is adorable. And the fact that he's, like, worried about, like, this is his stepfather, right? His mother mm-hmm. passes away and then he, like, sulks in his room. He's like, keep out. And then his stepfather just takes the role of just being his dad. And he's like, well, what's going on? And he's like, I'm in love. And he thinks it's something like he's, like, really depressed. Like, maybe he's in there cutting himself. I don't know. He's, like, <laughs> he's on hardcore drugs, shooting up his eyeballs. And he's, like, like seven or eight or something. I don't know. Or ten. I don't He looks so tiny and adorable. But I love that. I mean, some of my favorite moments in this movie, like, when the little kid is – um, doing the drums like learns how to play the drums for the girl yeah the girl with the crocheted beanie mm-hmm. and um he you know the girl's like all i want for christmas is you and points to him and he uh-huh. thinks he's like one and then she's like and you and you and you <laughs> and she points to like other people in the audience i'm like it's so funny yeah his reaction like he makes this face he's like what he's like what the hell like i thought you were pointing to me like i thought you just wanted me for christmas like to me, that scene is like if we're talking in like Richard Curtis universe, mm-hmm. like in Notting Hill, my favorite scene where they're at the press junket and Hugh Grant is like schlepped along to the to the like each little junket. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he talks about the horse and, you know, <laughs> tries to guess the synopsis of the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. But I feel like it's the same like. Same comedy, same timing. I think so. Yeah. I dig it. So is that like, what is your favorite storyline then? Um, Either that one or, okay, I like the Bill Nye story. I like the love is all around us. Yeah. Or Christmas is all around us. I love how like throughout this whole movie too, he's hating on his own song. Like he knows, he's like, yeah, this is selling out. Like this is like. The song is crap. We're just replacing it with one word. Like, it's a gimmick. Like, I'm washed up and, you know, like, no one likes me. I don't have any love in my life. He's like, my manager's fat and I hate him, but not really. And I don't know. It's just, like, really funny because the more he, like, hates on himself, the more people seem to love love him. him. Yeah. 
I don't know. I thought he's that was my cool. hero. I just think he's so cool. I don't know. Just it's so funny. It's so sad, but so funny. Also, his style. Like when we get the opening scene, dude, that shirt. I'm very passionate about Bill Nye's dancing when he's in the studio for Christmas is all around. Yeah, just like the thing he does with his arms. It just speaks to my soul. You know what's really funny? I saw this like behind the scenes like um interview thing. I don't know if it was on HBO Max or Hulu, but they have like the 20 years later or something they like talk to the cast and stuff. And you see Bill Nye and he like he looks like a serious actor. Like he's dressed so different. He was like, "Yeah, I really got out of my comfort zone with this one." But it's just so funny to see the contrast of him like in person to like this character that he's playing. And you just know he's a really good actor if he can because that guy lets everything hang out, you know, what and if he that's seems him so, on the inside. It might, it has to be like he plays it so well. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I love that he gets to like channel like his Mick Jagger of sorts. I feel like certain things he does with his lips are so <laughs> Mick Jagger. Yeah, he's like, <sighs> like whatever he does. I don't know. I'm like, is this an attack? Is yeah. he coming for is his wig? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like totally reading him. And he does it so well for Phil. Yeah. For Pilk. <laughs> for Pilk. Yeah. Well, before we get into the movie. Yeah. Let's take a trip to 2003. Woo, 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 woo. I just feel like a, like a time machine. Yeah. Just like like that noise. A yeah, time the, machine woo, woo, noise. Woo, 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 woo. Um, but yeah, the winter of 2003. Do you remember where you were? I don't know. Probably Coleman's nursery. I Not literally. Oh, but like physically, mentally, physically, spiritually, spiritually. Well, if Elf came out, I definitely was in theaters to see that. Um, I don't know. I guess we would have been on Christmas break, which is the best time when you're a kid, like having no school, seeing all the movies. I remember just like seeing a movie after Thanksgiving dinner, after Christmas dinner probably for new year's eve before festivities like just so many movies oh yeah except 2003 this would have been the cheaper by the dozen year so oh my god i remember that movie that was such a good movie i saw that with you yes i saw it multiple Multiple times times in theaters i feel like every time i met up with my family they were just like and on vhs too like watching it at home like so good i remember many a weekend just like just popping it in and watching it like with y'all i really grew up on cheaper by the dozen yeah but yeah, so also I was probably listening to In the Zone by Britney Spears because she just released that and Me Against the Music with Madonna. Yes. Amen. Um, Lord of the Rings Return of the King came out and it eventually won the Oscar. <laughs> I did not see that. Did you? <laughs> I did not. No. I'm sorry. But we love Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Lauder? Is that? I don't know. We love Lauder. <laughs> Is that the I don't know how you abbreviate it. <laughs> Is that what people say? I don't know. The Lauder Gang? Yeah. Uh, oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger became the governor. I love that for him. <laughs> what a time. <laughs> to me, if you asked me who was the governor of California right now, I would say Arnold Schwarzenegger. Always and forever. <laughs> Amen. Uh, the Sinful Life premiered on December 2nd. Britney Spears' birthday. It's not related. I'm just saying... Oh my god! Um, um, I don't know if this clip is from The Simple Life, but have you seen this clip of Paris Hilton just saying like, "Remember, like every"? I think she's like accepting an award actually, but she's just like, "Everyone is a princess." 
Like everyone. No. <laughs> it's really funny. I don't know. It's cute. I like it. Insert it. Yeah. Insert the clip. I love how is this going to be a running joke that I'm like for the past two episodes, I've been like, insert it. Insert the clip. And then you just like, let me just say that. <laughs> <laughs> and don't insert anything. Oh, yeah. Did I do that on the last episode? You did. But, but I didn't know that's what it meant. I thought you, we were going to pull it up on our phone and that's gotcha. how we would insert it. Like I took it like in the moment. Like I didn't know that was like an editing thing. <laughs> I misunderstood the assignment. I thought you were a prank. I thought you were like... <laughs> shading me i thought I, I don't know no i was like oh i thought we were gonna insert it but we didn't <laughs> but i guess <laughs> i think it's a funny bit <laughs> that you unintentionally created where i'm like roll that clip insert that bit <laughs> no <laughs> I, I refuse play that sound bite and it's just like silence yeah and then we talk about the next subject no but i can't it's just like i need to, like do i pull it up now or later like that's the thing Oh, I don't know. I don't know if it matters. <laughs> Look it up yourself. People should be able to read our minds, clearly. I think so. Or like while they're driving, pull up on their phone the show notes and let them get into a crash. I think that's responsible. Exactly. I mean, I could insert the clip. Here it is. <laughs> I think everyone's a princess. <laughs> Perfect. Anyways, so... Love Actually was a box office success, I, th I think. Uh, based on my research, it, it was kind of like a, it wasn't a sleeper hit, but like on the way, it was almost a sleeper hit. It really, it placed sixth opening weekend at the box office. It's a pretty big deal. Well, it's not really a hit. Sixth. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, just, it's top ten. True, but like. How it's is it going to be top five? But School of Rock also came out, right? So how could it beat that? <laughs> it's true. It's from across the pond. People don't get it. However, Notting Hill was a box office success. But I also had Julia Roberts. I don't know. If Julia Roberts was um, Alan Rickman's character, life would be different. Uh, but yeah, so... That weekend at the box office, The Matrix Revolutions was number one. And then Elf, my favorite Christmas movie of this year. Brother Bear, Bree's favorite Christmas movie of this year. <laughs> Scary Movie 3. <laughs> Don't you love... Have you ever talked about that on the pod? Like, loving Scary Movie? Scary Movie... Yeah, I don't know. If, I think I've mentioned it here and there. It's popped up. Like, I've, I've said it, but that's it. I, I left it there. I never got in detail. But I'm trying to remember which one is the three, because I always get confused. There's so many. Is that my favorite one? That's the intro with Pamela Anderson and was it Carmen Electra? Maybe not Carmen Electra. But they do the ring. It's the ring spoof. Oh, okay. I have to see that one again. It's where they're having the pillow fight and like they like, and she like oh, throws oh the Oh, my wall. God. Okay, no. As soon as you said pillow fight, I do remember that one. Yeah, that one's really good. Yeah. And I, as someone who like loved the ring at the time, like... I don't know. I love how they spoofed it. I miss spoof movies. Like a good one, though. Like not like just a crummy one. What's your favorite spoof movie? It's. I don't know. It probably has to be one of the scary movies, but I don't know which. I, I kind of want to rewatch and rank them because I don't know. I love the first scary movie. Like low key. The first one's really good. First one's good. I like the second one, too. I like the second and the third one. Yeah. I, I haven't seen any of the others, but. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I don't know how far they went with it. Like how many when they stopped. 
Um, next up at the box office this week was Radio, where Cuba Gooding Jr. plays a uh, mentally handicapped man. And I loved it when it came out. Um, Love Actually then was number six. And after that was Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that remake, which is brutal. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mystic River, Runaway Jury, and School of Rock. So Love Actually did, it didn't beat School of Rock, but this week it was ahead of School of Rock. Yeah. That's something, you know. It's hard to beat School of Rock, I say. Uh, It is behind radio and Scary Movie 3. But we're in America, baby, and it was 2003. Yeah, and we didn't have time for people across the pond. <laughs> I know. I just wonder. Yet. I bet it did a lot better across the pond. I you wonder. Know? I don't have those stats. How was it in the UK? Yeah. Oh, the UK box office. It says 6.6 million pounds. Is it? Wait, can I see? I don't know if I'm reading this right. It says it pushed uh, Matrix Revolutions into second place. So does that mean it was first? Was it number one? Oh, yeah. It said, okay, there's an article from November 26, 2003 that says Love Actually has set a new record for a British romantic comedy's opening weekend takings at box office around the country. New figure show. So, yeah. It beat out the Matrix. Dang. But not in the U.S. <laughs> not in the U.S. We were like, we have priorities. We're going to see the third Matrix by Hell or High Water. We're completing this trilogy. And we are also going to see Scary Movie 3 because we're Americans. That's right. And actually, I'm nostalgic for a time like that. Same. I know. Okay. It's just age, I think. Because it kind of sounds fucked up. But I'm going to say it anyways. Because we're going to get into talking about this movie. So I kind of am nostalgic and like yearn for a time like post 9-11 America. It was a good time. Yeah. Well, I feel like a lot of people were coming together because of the tragedy. And we were just reevaluating things maybe in our values. Just being like, you know what? You know, just I don't know. There was just this. Everyone just wanted peace and to get, I don't know, to feel good, like movies that will make you feel good. Like I think too, like media wise, for the most part, anyway. I know, like Richard Curtis was saying something about like when he made this movie about it being like, like he wanted people to to have like a feel good kind of feeling watching it, and because there's so much contrast like to other movies where you know, like horror films and all these other like, I don't know. He didn't want to have like any negativity really in this. Like the Texas Chainsaw like Massacre. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> no, I like that. I do love, like, there is something about the early 2000s, like that post 9-11 of it all, where we were kind of like, the attention was on us, <laughs> Americans, you know. Yeah, we had um, sympathy from other uh, countries. Yeah. And people were like, oh, yeah, America is great. Yeah. You know, and we were like, yeah. We're great. Freedom fries. Yeah. Not French fries. Freedom fries. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like that's when a lot of bops came out. I feel like that's when a lot of, like, cool movies came out. Like, people were just ready to, like, have a good time, I feel. Like, they were like, it's a tragedy, and we're going to come together, and we're going to dance to some Nelly Hot in here. Exactly. 
Most importantly. Get your booty on that dance floor. And we said yes. <laughs> yeah. It was a call to action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Missy Elliott said work it. And we were like, put our thing down, flip it, and reverse it. All right. <laughs> but yeah. Reviews. So this was a pretty well-reviewed, for the most part, movie, I, I, I gathered. Yeah. So Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times gave the film three and a half out of four stars. Not bad. Um, describing it as a belly flop into the sea of romantic comedy. The movie's only flaw is also a virtue. It's jammed with characters, stories, warmth, and laughs until at times Curtis seems to be working from a checklist of obligatory movie love situations and doesn't want to leave anything out. It feels a little like a gourmet meal that turns into a hot dog eating contest. That's kind of what I, I said. I was going to say, Nikki, that's okay. When he said <laughs> Just about, more eloquently. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little confused about the hot dog part. And I don't know. I keep thinking about that chili cheese dog I ate last night. It's making me hungry now. But um, so he gives it three and a half out of four stars, which is not a bad review. But he's still no. like, eh. So I don't know. It's, it's kind of confusing. I think Love Actually, as far as this genre of movies that like, it kind of started a trend, that kind of whole Gary Marshall, like, New Year's Eve, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day of it all. Mm. It started that wave yeah. of, like, little vignettes and, like, intertwining stories. And I think Love Actually does it the best. Yes, right? Isn't this one of those movies that just is good? Or just, like, there's so many stories intertwined, but that wasn't a thing that they did a lot? No, no. At the time? Not like this. Not like with these, like this much character, you know, like this much characters. Usually it's a little bit more, you know, like a, t- a traditional story. This is like, jam- it is kind of like a hot dog eating contest. Because I think up to a certain point, it's v- this movie starts out, this first hour of this movie, maybe 45 minutes, is so perfect. Yeah. The way it sets up little things. And then it, it does seem like the stories, as they like mature, like progress, they get a little more convoluted just because that's how stories go. Like if you're, it sounds, it seems like Richard Curtis actually took the time to like write out all these people's storylines, and they were like, "We gotta cut it back. We gotta." It could be a Scorsese. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like all these could be little movies, and I feel like um, like a Valentine's Day or New Year's Eve. It's kind of an excuse not to work very hard. I think this this seems like a genuine effort by Richard Curtis to have multiple stories and have the theme of love. Yeah. I love the premise. Um, I do kind of feel that at times, like you're, you're right about it being really good, like the first 45 minutes, like it, like the pacing is amazing. And then I feel like somewhere in the middle, it gets like, I'm kind of like, oh, and I didn't realize this, but it's over two hours. It's like two and a half, maybe. I don't know if I did that math right. It's like, yeah, it's pretty long. It's a long movie. And I did not realize that. I thought this was like, you pop it in, you know, like whatever happened to that perfect 93 minutes, 95, you know what I'm saying? Like that, I feel like it could have been maybe, maybe it would be more of a classic if it, I don't know, but yeah, I, I, I don't know what parts you would have cut because there are so many stories that it's like, in a way it's necessary, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I guess as a director, how do you decide? 
Guess not. As long as Richard Curtis is happy with the way it turned out. I mean, obviously, people regard this movie so high. Yeah. Can't fault it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the um, the soundtrack? Okay, I didn't realize how many bops were in Love Actually. Also, how much of a 2002-2003 time capsule the soundtrack is. Yes, I love that so much. Like, the scene... Um, you know, oh, what is his name? Hold, uh, is it Colin? I feel like it's Colin. The guy the, that's, like, looking for a girlfriend yes, in America. Yes. Like, in the bar scene, just in the background, they're playing um, Nickelback, I think. No, no, don't put that on the Colling's name. Wherever you'll go, <laughs> the iconic song that we talk about all the time, so rude, put some respect on their name. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Band did not sing in that gravelly voice, but also looked like a cherub for you to call him Nickelback. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> he sounds like Nickelback to me. I thought that was Nick. That's not Nickelback. No. <laughs> okay, Nikki, I don't know what it is. I, I lied on this podcast and I lied on the last one. You know, we were talking about Meryl Streep and her wig. Yeah. It was not... Who did I say, like, she got the idea from? Glenn Close. Glenn Close. It was supposed to be Helen Mirren. <laughs> I'm so bad with it. I'm so sorry. I'm like, I feel like I'm spewing misinformation. I mean, we need, like, a fact checker. to. I guess it's you, though, right now. But, um. <laughs> I mean, I did, in my research, I didn't find any Glenn Close. But. She kind of does look like Glenn Close. Yeah, I guess that could have been believable, but not this one. <laughs> I took it. You're like sipping that pill. You're like, someone, oh man, it wasn't Nickelback? Let me sip my pill. I think someone spiked my pill. <sighs> that someone is the lead singer of The Calling. Mm. He was like, I did not have a song on the first Spider-Man for you to say I'm looking at this photograph. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. Nikki, take it away. It's okay. What, what songs? Oh. And, like, what were you excited to hear? I was very excited to hear The Trouble with Love Is by Kelly Clarkson. Yes. I remember when that song came out and thinking it was mid, but it's really grown on me. She impressed me with her vocals on that. I was, I didn't know that was her either. I, like, shazammed it. I, okay, but my favorite needle drop, besides Jump... For my love. Yeah. Um, is Here With Me by Dido. I literally, in my notes, I wrote in all caps, Dido. Same. I was like, yes. This is like similar vibes to White Flag. Like, a, you know. Yeah, but Here With Me hits different. It does. You know? It yeah. just. Yeah. I, I just, Dido. I miss her. It was so good. Yeah. Um, also, lots of Nora Jones. So much Nora Jones on the soundtrack. And Maroon 5 from, like, the songs about Jane before they became bad. Yep. Also, Sunday Morning is in this movie, just like Cheever by the Dozen. And they were really having a moment in the winter of 2003. Yeah, I love that. Sunday Morning's a good song. It is. I stand by it. No, 
Did you do it? <laughs> no, I didn't. No. I promise. Like, I would own up to it. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> I feel attacked. First, I think the calling is Nickelback. So I'm already feeling terrible. That's not my fault. No, it's not. But I know I did not do it. Because I heard a little squeaking noise, like a no, I heard and then it too. you looked me in the eyes. <laughs> That's my retaliation. I thought it was a threat. <laughs> oh, no. Eddie's Eddie's neck. You. Yeah, this is Christmas time. Love is all around us. <laughs> um <laughs> You at Jack Brown's? I know it. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was not. Like, no, that was not right. That was not me. It was so close to us. I know, but it was not me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'd like to move on from this topic. You <laughs> like to be excluded from this narrative? Yeah. Um, Brie. Yeah. Why did love actually hit in 2003, you know, hit this hard? I think, okay, part of it I do think is like the opening monologue, being at the airport, the, the, um, the 9-11 of it all, you know, um, but it's also like all encompassing, like this isn't just like romantic love, it's like all types of love, you know, it's like familial, it's friends, it's. You know, it's it's got, like, people's hearts getting broken and then falling in love again. It's got language barriers. It's got, um, what else? Unrequited love. You know? Like, um, people really wanted, like, in a non, like, for a brief sliver of time, people really wanted, like, not, like, a, people really wanted to be, like, love. Let's have a movie that's not, like, What's the word? Like, ironic. Non-ironically, like... Yeah. About love or just... When you said, like, people, like, even with, like, language barriers or whatever, I just think about, like, the movies that came out in 2003. Like, 2002, 2003, like, that were hits. Like, again, from Across the Pond, like, a Bend It Like Beckham. Mm-hmm. Or... My Big Fat Greek Wedding. That's what I thought of. A massive hit. Like a phenomenon, truly. It's just like, I don't know. I feel like everyone's voices and every like, it really was about like people loving each other and people coming together and like family and like. Yeah, because that's another thing in this movie. Just on that point is like. Not only is it, like, several stories, like, they're all, like, intertwined. They all know each other. Like, um, Emma Thompson is Hugh Grant's sister, mm-hmm. you know, in this movie. Um, or she, you know, I can't yeah. remember her Yeah, names. I think they're yeah. sisters. Right? And then, I don't know, it's just, like, everyone knows each other or something. I don't know. It's just kind of cool. It's, like, creating this little world of people. How we're, It shows how we're, like, all kind of connected, you know, like, maybe 
these two people, they both have kids that go to the same school and they're all in this play where there's lobsters at Christmas and whatever. You know what I mean? It's just like, I don't know. I think it kind of reflects life. It does a good job, too, about like when you when I think of Christmas classics, there are certain tent poles. Yeah, it's definitely family. It's definitely heartwarming. Mm -hmm. But there is that idea of people coming together like a home alone, like everyone's ragging on Kevin. And then everyone, you know, when he's home alone and they come back, they're like, we're ready to be friends and friendly and like the mom like Catherine o'hara realizes <laughs> how important they're <laughs> like um you know christmas vacation like the family is so annoying and uh, dysfunctional but then they yeah. all come together at the end and they decide to like live in their dysfunction or it like like the christmas story too yeah like that's very similar and maybe it was just the 80s, but I feel like those are the modern classics come out of the 80s. Mm-hmm. In this John Hughesian kind of situation. I feel like Love Actually is like that in a certain sense, but with a British sense of humor in a way about it. It doesn't feel like smarmy or like sickeningly gross. Not that any of those like 80s classics are. Yeah. But I feel like it's also a little more current because, like, the Bill Nye character is a little cynical or a lot cynical. And, you know, everything isn't, like, set to Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah. It's set to Nora Jones. So I think that's, yeah. yeah. No, I dig it. I love the tone it sets. And there's, like, contrast. Yeah, because he's, like... We see where he is in his career and his life and stuff. And then there's also, like, this young boy who's, like, you know, five. And he's, like, in love. Like, you know what I mean? Like, perspectives, like, just all over the place. I love that. I dig it. Oh, yeah. What did you think of that plot line with, like, the office? The It's, like, the... Laura, is it Laura Linney? Yeah, and Hugh Grant, the prime minister. Or no. Wait. The one where she's the secretary. And then she almost gets fired for no reason because Hugh Grant can't keep his mitts off her or, like, thinking about putting his mitts on her. That one? Yeah. Wait, actually, I think I'm thinking of a different person. Hold on. I was going to say the one. That's not Laura Linney. That's not, no. um, I can't think of her name. But she's upset. Like, there's, like, that, um, I just, I realized we forgot the one storyline where it's, like, they're in the office together and they, they've known each other for two years and they never say anything to each other except have a good night or something. Oh, yeah. And like in love. I don't know. Did you think that was wild? I did think that was wild. <laughs> I, I forgot about that so hard. <laughs> I, I do. I don't <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't know. That's not, that doesn't exist in my brain. Okay. So, <laughs> so that one can maybe go. I don't know. No offense to Laura Linney. She's been great in a lot of things. I just, man. Huh. Okay. I don't know. I was, I'm just like, now remember. Hugh Grant, I can talk about. Yes. I can wax poetically about Huey Grant. Yeah. And <laughs> then I just not talk. Um, no, I loved Hugh Grant. Um, well, I know we've just been kind of like jumping all yeah, over the place. I don't know where but, to go next. But uh, if we're talking about favorite scenes, yeah. can we talk about Jump for My Love, the dance? Like, Hugh Grant dance scene. Yes. So good. You know, 
I love that scene so much. It's like risky businessy, and it's Hugh Grant, so it's charming. And I love how like he's just he goes for it. Yeah, I I don't know. That scene brings me so much joy, and I think it could be a Christmas classic contender just because of that dance. Yes, which I um. I saw him like saying like he like people were talking about how he didn't want to like do that dance and he admitted he was like yeah I wasn't really into it because people were saying he was grumpy on set <laughs> like apparently he's kind of a grumpy actor and they really had to get like coax him to do it and he like analyzes his own dance moves he's like if you look I'm off beat and <laughs> it's just like really funny but I'm glad he did it because like we wouldn't have that if he didn't I know and also have you seen like the, there's like a clip of like. I guess for some charity, they recreated the scene. Oh, and for a Red Nose Day? Yeah. And he dances to Hotline Bling. Yes. You've seen that? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I love now how Hugh Grant kind of, or not kind of, but is aware of who he is to us. Yeah. Um, And he's leaned into it a lot more. He should be. I don't he know. should know. I know, but I, I can't imagine being someone who, like, you know, he's the romantic comedy person. Right. And he's that dude. And I can't imagine, like, thinking your career is going to go a certain way and then you'd be pigeonholed mm. and have that kind of, like, chip on your shoulder. Do you think that's what it is? Like, he was going to be a real serious actor and not just, like, in or, romantic comedies? Or I can imagine he didn't think, like, certain things would happen. If we're talking about 90s Hugh Grant, I think Four Weddings and a Funeral was such a massive success. Yeah. And he was kind of given, like, that pigeonhole, like, right then and there. And then he's dating Smoke Show Elizabeth Hurley. And that's, like, a cool... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> recording that whole thing. we're having a great time with technology (laughs) but you know that's a cool thing but then he gets caught with the prostitute all right he was tooting around he was tooting around and that's kind of a stain on his career you would think and then it's not and we're like nah keep doing those romantic comedies my dude right but now for us americans Mm -hmm. and it's interesting. I think like Hugh Grant, like recently he's done a lot more serious stuff and excelled at it. And I think, I think when you have, yeah, like no one likes to be told what they are, like even if that's what they are. So I love how an older age he's come around to it. Oh, well, good. I hope he's doing all right. I don't know. I'm. It's kind of, it's a little disheartening to know that he's like, he just seems really cynical or something. Like, I've seen him in interviews and I've heard things. And I'm like, oh, is he okay? Like, how is his mental health? I don't know. But it has to be in him to, like, pull out those moves, you know? Like, maybe that's his inner yeah. self that he just can't, like, let, let go. Out. Yeah. I'm like, maybe it's just a, like, a mask. Or maybe it's also because he's British. I don't know. The dry sense of humor. I don't know. Yeah. But he's charming. I so. like it. Yeah. I like it, and I don't want to believe it, so I won't. I shan't. <laughs> hmm, anything else? Oh, yeah, we, um, not, we didn't. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I, I thought, like, if we were talking about favorite moments, like, okay, like, 
what I love about when we watch these movies is like I pay way more attention than like when I've watched Love Actually before. I was like, oh, I enjoy it, whatever. And like that scene with Andrew Lincoln where he's got the cue cards, I was like, oh, that's so romantic. Like in the past, I thought it was so romantic, but I wasn't paying that much attention. You know what I mean? I just like, you know, because there's so many storylines going on. It's on TV. You know what I mean? You're on your phone. You're, I don't know, writing Christmas cards. You're not like fully, at least I wasn't, to be honest. But this time I paid attention and I'm like, well, first off, it's a little fucked up because his best friend just got married. Yes. And he's, he's like... Like, okay, he may have feelings for this girl, but you keep that to yourself. Or, like, I get that the VHS thing happened. She sees that, like, at the wedding. This is what got me. I laughed out loud when I saw, like, twice with that those characters. Because he, he like, it's just video of her, like, zoomed in on her face. Like, really uncomfortable close-ups. And it's kind of, like, creepy, a little stalkery. And then he shows up to her door. And she rolls with it and even gives him a kiss. I'm like, this is a little strange. Like, this is a little too far. And it's not even like, it's like, I used to think, yeah, growing up that scene was romantic when she goes and kisses him after the cue cards. But it's a pity kiss. (laughs) Yeah, it's a pity kiss. But also, like, he's trying, like, these cue cards are so ridiculous. Like, this scene goes on forever. He has, like, 20 or 30 cue cards. It's a little much. And then the way he's like, tell him it's carol singers. And he just has a boom box. And it's like, also, it's his friend. That's so shitty. Yeah. And I don't know. I think it's a little disturbing because he has like this one picture. He's like, I'll love you until you look like this. And it's like a literal mummy. Like, DK. He's going to murder like, her. Andrew Lincoln's going to murder her. Yeah, there's something off with him. I think we need to keep an eye out. <laughs> like, I don't know. But I was like... Oh, and then he gives her a thumbs up and walks away. Like gives he goes like this after he gets his message out, and I'm just like, "What is going on?" Like the whole thing just like really made me laugh for some reason because I was like, "That that's the scene in Love Actually that ages like fine pilk." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like a little clumpy, like yeah, separated. It's, it's chonky. It's, it's problematic a little bit. Yeah. But but Kira Knightley's fashion, which is like this movie, we'd usually discuss the fashion. However, yeah, I only have a couple things to say about the fashion. Okay. One, Kira Knightley's newsboy caps, are they a toot or are they a boot? I say a toot. I say that too. They're very of a time, very train conductor, and I say toot toot. Yeah, she wears it well. Kind of reminds me of like Anastasia a little, like the animated, you know, yes. movie. She's looking a little Oliver Twist, but with money. I loved that early 2000s fashion trend of looking homeless. <laughs> yeah, the fingerless gloves. I, yes, I like it. And then you know that you're they're not homeless because they have like Mac face and body on for one, but also like hip hugger flare jeans mm-hmm. <laughs> and skinny scarves. Yeah. Iconic. That's right. You're right. We were pretending like we were homeless. What is up with that? Like, we're like, we're freezing on the streets. Like, <laughs> help me. I'm poor. Oh, my gosh. But- I can't have jeans without showing my thongs. <laughs> oh, man. What a different time. I want to bring it back. I know Bella Hadid's been trying, but we got to take some more risks. Yeah. Just as the people. Agreed. Um, Fashion-wise. Oh, yeah. I want to ask you. I know we're talking about... Next week, we're talking You've Got Mail. Yeah. Which brings up this question again. But it's the holiday season. Yeah. 
turtlenecks. Turtlenecks, yes. More specifically, in this movie, men in turtlenecks. <laughs> a Colin Firth in a turtleneck. Mm-hmm. Good. Bad. What are your thoughts on men in turtlenecks? I... Liam Neeson and all those damn turtlenecks. I like it. I don't know. I think it's smart looking. I think it's... Now that I'm really thinking about it, though, like, really... Because, like, off mic, you had posed this question. You're like, watch out, Brie. I'm going to ask you about turtlenecks. And I was like, all right, shoot. But... And I did I did some research on turtlenecks. You know, I looked at photos of people with turtlenecks. Just <laughs> analyzed them, sat with my thoughts. Looked out the window as it rained. In a turtleneck. <laughs> And thought about specifically men in turtlenecks as well. And now in my mind, you know what I'm thinking about? Maxwell Sheffield in a turtleneck. <gasps> he wore a turtleneck, black turtleneck, a coat, like one of those long trench kind of coats or a bla- like a smart blazer. I think it was like at a time. I think it's – my theory is – I'm not like a fashion expert, so I haven't fact-checked this, but this is my theory. that You know, like that whole 60s and the 90s, how that was a thing? I think it was turtlenecks came back, like that beatnik kind of mm-hmm. vibe. And I think it stuck around. And for menswear as well, like men and women just were on a turtleneck kick. And I think turtlenecks have come back in a way. But like, I don't know. I just don't think we see as many men in turtlenecks nowadays. Or not in the same, you know, like the sweater turtleneck, like um, Patrick Dempsey wore in like Sweet Home Alabama. Like that's Mm -hmm. where my mind goes. Like it definitely means something in the early 2000s if a man's wearing a black turtleneck. It signifies that you're smart. Mm-hmm. It signifies that you read The New Yorker. Mm-hmm. It signifies that you listen to cool music on your original iPod. Amen. It, you know, you're you're listening to, I don't know, like what's something? I don't know, like hipster before hipster was hipster. Yeah. That's what it conveys. It also conveys, I think it's like, 90 late 90s gap ad propaganda like you know like the feeling mellow yellow i feel like it's all that norm core 90s aesthetic the, the yes. new millennium but norm core i agree because like i think my favorite photo of like a man in a turtleneck might be Dwayne the, the Rock Johnson and his black chains. Yes, the chain and the the black fanny pack and the jeans. You know, it's like mom jeans or dad jeans, whatever you want to call them. I don't know. That Those nineties jeans. The Steve Jobs. Yeah, I like the lab. I like that look. Did it start with Steve Jobs and trickle down? I don't know. I'm just like <laughs> writing fashion history. Like I'm just making this up. But I'm like, maybe, maybe. My favorite picture. My favorite <clears throat> man in a turtleneck is early aughts Hugh Darcy. Yeah. Cute. So cute. Have you ever seen Nicolas Cage in a turtleneck? I feel like I have. I feel like I like it. Do I like it? Well, I have a photo for you, just just in case. I feel like Jude Law during that time wore turtlenecks. He did. And that uh, I'm very attracted to. I feel like nowadays, yeah, man, a man can't just wear a turtleneck unless you're Timothy Chalamet. And then I'll find it attractive. Oh, yeah. He definitely wore a turtleneck, didn't he? I'm sure. And I'm sure I thought it was hot because I love Timothy Chalamet. Okay. Oh, God. (laughs) When you search Nicolas Cage turtleneck, you do not get what I want. It's like... Dude, I want that Nicolas Cage face duvet cover. 
You should totally get that for your bed. It, it's just his face. and Oh my god, they have a hat. There, there's some disturbing things if you just search Nicolas Cage turtleneck. Um, oh, here's the photo. He's got a black turtleneck and a gray suit. Oh, is that hosting SNL in the early 90s, late 80s? It looks like it. it I don't want to revise like history, but... Okay, Nicolas Cage, like Moonstruck era, it yes. looks like. Maybe a little after. Hot. He's wearing a black turtleneck yeah. and a suit. I've never been attracted to Nicolas Cage, really. Like, I've always, like, loved his personality and loved him, but not, like, attracted to him. But this turtleneck look makes me, like, want to go up and be like, hey, where'd you get that turtleneck? Kind of slap. Can I borrow it? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, you've changed my mind on turtleneck, but specifically black turtlenecks on men. Uh-huh. And they had to be a sweater. You can't just, like... I don't like Wear these turtlenecks. Ooh, like, turtleneck. yeah, like a tissue turtleneck on a guy doesn't really do it for me. Sweater turtlenecks, it's a whole nother vibe. I don't know. It, it, I don't know. Or like in this movie in Love Actually, like Colin Firth in just his regular turtleneck, meh. But when he wears that chunky turtleneck, yes, I'm like, I get why people, I get why this like Portuguese French girl. <laughs> Um, is attracted to him. Like, I get it. turtleneck. That's why the chunky turtleneck. Yeah. I think it also says he's, like, down to be cozy. You know? If anyone's cool with turtlenecks. I'm down to be cozy. You know? That's a cozy vibe. I cannot stand. Like, I used to wear turtlenecks as a kid, but if I put one on, I just can't. I get irritated. I don't know. I Now I want a chunky turtleneck in a frosted lip, like, 90s style. Ooh. Mm. Maybe it just has to be chunky. Chunky and funky. I don't know. Chunky or black. Like a black turtleneck. Oh. We've solved it. We've solved the mystery of turtlenecks. I know. Anything else? Oh, can I say before we we go, we nip out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Toodaloo, you know? Yeah. Did you say nip out? Yeah. What does that mean? Like, head out. I've heard <laughs> British people say it. You know, nip out. Oh, okay. Because when I hear, out. I, hear, I hear something else. Like, I think of something else. We're going to have our nips out and nip out. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna go to Waitrose, uh, you know. Um Nando's. I love the spicy chicken in my turtleneck. We're Ooh. gonna nip out. Spicy chicken sounds great. <laughs> um, what else do British people say? Mm. I'm gonna go to the tube. <laughs> we can go to the tube. I'm gonna go on the tube. To the <laughs> tube, to the Heathrow, and tell people I love them. Love is all around us. (laughs) Oh my god, I feel so American right now because the tube is that like the metro of sorts? It's because I think of like the boob tube, yeah, (laughs) like the TV, like, like, yeah, the sub, the well, it's not the subway or the metro. I think it goes farther distances, like trains and stuff. Wow, planes, trains, and automobiles, you know? Wow, that's another one I gotta see. I, yeah, that's one that's like the only one of those types of films I've never seen. Well, one day. Yeah. So what what was your final point, though? Before we nip out? Before we nip out. <laughs> okay, Emma Thompson, I did not love her storyline, but I love her. Yes. And if anything, this Christmas, like this holiday season, I want people to know is that Emma Thompson's great she in is. everything. No cap. And have you seen that video of her? Like, there's like, it was last year in like Adele's concert and she's singing Yes. She's vibing out. Was it to like send my love to your new lover or whatever song it is? But Emma Thompson 
is living her best life to some Adele. And that's the Christmas gift that keeps on giving. That and that Patti LaBelle song. Yes. Where my backup singer's at? Where my backup singer's at? <laughs> oh, every year I like to watch that video just to like, I don't know, remember. It's so iconic and it's so funny. Like, it's also Patti LaBelle. Like, come on, like, get it together. Like, you have yes. to... You know what I mean? Like, you cannot let her down. Like, that's just a mess. Like, I, I love that she calls them out. She's like, come on, guys. Like, what my background sing is that? Yeah. And then she's like, you're playing the... I don't know. I just... That's like the Christmas version of the Mariah Carey. <laughs> Stop singing my part now, baby. Yes. Same when energy. She, like, touch my body. <laughs> oh. But anyways, I just... Emma Thompson singing to Adele... I haven't felt that much joy watching anything on my, like, phone screen in a very long time. Sam, She just, you're right. She's living her best life. She seems so happy. Like, I want to be like her. Well, she's like, you know, is it like you say Robert De Niro's like your celebrity dad? Or is it Al Pacino? Mm, mm, it's a tough call. Um, Well, I, I honestly... Uh, Okay, because this is complicated, but like, I feel like it, I would I would want Tom Hanks to be my celebrity dad if I could choose. But like, Robert De Niro as my uncle. But I know my uncle was like a dad to me. So I don't know. I don't know. That makes it complicated. I feel like Robert De Niro or Al Pacino is like my grandpa or something, or one of them. Because you can have multiple. Yeah, I'm like I don't know which one. It's hard to pick. But anyways, like you know how they're your like celebrity. They're relatives in your head yeah emma thompson is like that like an auntie yeah it's like a cool aunt yes such auntie vibes and i love it i i totally vibe with that i don't yeah. know <laughs> anything else you want to talk about um oh i do have other things to talk about what were you gonna say oh i was just gonna say this movie actually got me a little verklumped uh when uh the little boy runs through the airport. Like, I know it's, it's like, kind of silly, and it's just, like, you know, he's so young to be in love or whatever, but it really gets me. Like, the music that plays in the background. It, like, any time, I don't know, I think just movies when people run to each other and there's dramatic music playing, it always gets me. Because it's, like, I think we all want that moment in life, which is so unrealistic, but... You know, because in the real world, there's no music playing. It's not the same. Like, there's no slow-mo. Like, it's... But in the movies, it's magical. So, I don't know. It just makes me feel something. <laughs> anyway. What song would play if you were running through the airport? It depends on who I was running to and why, you know? Like, I... <laughs> if you were like the little romantic, boy... If I was the little boy... Is it, like, a Hans Zimmer score? Honestly, yeah, probably. Because I'm like, what else would it be? Because vocals are, might mess up the vibe. I think Jump for My Love. <laughs> really, like, you know, when I'm doing like the somersaults. You're going to do the somersaults? Jump. <laughs> Instead of running? Yeah. <laughs> when I turn into like a young, like 20-something-year-old stuntman, and then when I turn back into a kid. Yeah. Nice. I could see that for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, all, all I was going to say, like, ugh. so Kira Knightley. Yes. This was a huge year for her. There was this. 
<coughs> there was Pirates of the Caribbean. There was Ben like Beckham. What are oh. your thoughts on Kira Knightley? Because I feel like she's underrated. I agree with that. I also feel like she's underrated. I totally forgot she was in Ben to like Beckham. Like I forgot. I thought that was Posh Spice. Like I don't know. My brain. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. I know we've watched it multiple times, but I told that's Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley is the skinny, like blonde girl, like the tomboyish girl. The main character? Yeah, I mean, not the Indian girl. The other oh. main character. Yeah, okay. Kira Knightley's not the Indian girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh my god. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. See, I need to be corrected. You know, because <laughs> I don't remember this movie that well, to be honest. I forgot who bent it. Like Beckham. I guess it wouldn't make sense if it was Posh Spice. <laughs> In my mind, she like bent it, and then she got with Beckham. <laughs> I like your like this movie though. It's Posh's lead, like Victoria Adams. And bend it like Beckham, and this is how she wins David Beckham's heart. Yeah, I thought that's their true love story, but I think it it happened. He was already, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. In my mind, that's how it went. I don't know. I rewrite things all the time. Sorry. But yeah, I really like her. <laughs> I love her in Laggies. It's an underrated movie. I love her too. Um, Atonement. Um, what else is that she That dress. Done? That green dress. No. Yes. the I love her in the Pirates movies. I think it's funny. Like, apparently before, because Pirates was happening right after. Like, she was signed up. Like, when she was filming Love Actually, her next assignment would have been Pirates. And she was, like, unsure about... She's like, I don't know if this is going to go anywhere. I don't have a good feeling about this. Like, she's like, whatever. But that's what kind of also... That put her on the map. Yeah. I mean, I think she would have been a famous, like, British actress. I feel like she maybe would have had the same career if she wasn't in Pirates in a weird way. Yeah. Like, she's one of those people, like, who was it last week that we were talking about? Maybe Rachel McAdams. Yeah. That have had a career that like it's not like it didn't go anywhere. It just like it it didn't go maybe the way like we thought it would, but right. it's still a good career. Agreed. Yeah. But yeah, like the Cure Night Leave it all. Oh, and I wanted to ask you, I know you weren't a big fan of it, but Colin, the American like what does he call himself? The god of sex just uh-huh. on the wrong continent? Yeah. So, like, he poses to his friend this question of just because you're British, mm-hmm. when you go to America, does that make you, like, it, it ra- yes. raises your hot scale. Yes. It changes things. So, you could be, like, mid. Yes. To, like, below mid in England and then come across to America and then be, like, a hottie just because you have an accent. I think that's true. I think his theory is correct. Also, I don't I don't really, like, hate that. I don't hate him or the storyline. I just, like, I don't know. I don't know what I said, but I, I don't feel I, – I think it's funny. It is cute. I think it's just – I felt like it's maybe a little long or something. But I like it. Like, I think it's a funny premise. I think he's correct, though. But at the same time, I think about Ed Sheeran. And if he came to America, I don't know. I don't know if I'd toot that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know that we were not even talking about Ed Sheeran, but I just like throw him under the bus. I'm sorry. It's okay. Just um, to prove a point, though. You know what I mean? Because he's, I would say he's mid, like looks wise. Like he has talent. He can sing, but like. 
I don't know. What do you think, Nick? You've you've come across the Brits. I've never okay, except with I mean, I haven't come across anyone my age that's been British or a guy, so I cannot really I don't know. I think it's true. I went through a phase in college where I hung out with a lot of dudes from England. Um and I can say that the Colin effect is real. Yeah. It is an epidemic. <laughs> it it really does. Like I don't think I've I think I have goggles, like beer goggles, but like the American looking at a British man goggles. They yeah. something about it, you could be mid you could probably be Ed Sheeran, even though in my mind right now, no. <laughs> but like just listening to the accent. But once she comes across the pond, it could be different. Yeah. Like something about their sensibility, it really it, it hits different. I don't know. I've been susceptible. As you know in real life, I've been susceptible in my day to a Brit or an Australian. Yeah. No, Australian accents are so cool. I get a lot, but I get along with British people and I get along with Australians so well. Yeah. So. I don't know, but it is real. The Colin effect is real, Brie. Okay. <laughs> and just think before you before you fall. Yeah, like what do you do? What are the precautions to take? Like <laughs> I think you have to take a photo of them and picture them with Amer- with an American accent. Oh, okay. Yeah, like just have like a you kind of have to override be like, you know what? I change the narrative. Do what you do to movies. Change it. Change what it's about. Yeah. Yeah, that's my advice. Thank you, Nick, for that PSA. <laughs> You're welcome. I hope that helps some people, some listeners out there. Yeah. People from England are just people. It sucks. Don't get know. carried away. Don't get carried away. That's funny. Oh, I think um, like a final thought. I, I know we didn't talk about it too much, but like Colin Firth, like that whole storyline with him and the Portuguese girl. Um, well, Let me see. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I th- I thought that one was really romantic and sweet. I think that one actually might be my favorite storyline or just like up there because like that language barrier, like breaking through. Like I love how they kind of like communicated. They 100% understand each other, but they kind of understood each other enough. And then it would be funny when he would say something and then she'd say the same thing, but in the different language. And they didn't know that that's what they, you know what I mean? They had the same kind of, they're on the same page. And then the fact that they learned their the other person's language for each other and came back around, you know, like I just thought that was cool. Cause like, there's a scene where he like, we see him like learning Portuguese and then he comes and then he, he like uses it. And it's like only so, so, but it's enough that she can understand what he's saying. And then she also speaks back in English all of a sudden. And so we can tell she's been doing some studying too. So I don't know. I'm just like, I love how that was like wrapped up. I like, it was just really cute. I like how nuanced that is, too. Or not nuanced, but I love how this isn't played. It's not big or anything. It's just, it's like a delicate story, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like something about their, it's it's not like loud and brash at all. It's it's not even in the storytelling. It's just very lovely. Yeah. I don't know. It was just really cute. I liked it. Yeah. I loved uh, also Liam Neeson playing a vulnerable man, which you, I don't get to see a lot. So <laughs> no, because nice. he's always hunting people down. Taken. <laughs> yeah. What That's, does he say? I will find you. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, 
Yeah, talk about revisionist history. I just picture Liam Neeson like saying, "You've been taken." He doesn't say that in the movie, but <laughs> he's like, "You took something of mine. I'm gonna take something of yours." I don't like to share. You've been taken. That's what I think. I think that taken movies are like a shaft. Yeah, reboot. He's like holding guns to people's heads or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, love is all around us. Yeah. I think I think this movie is sweet and it makes me want to listen to Love is All Around Us and Christmas is All Around Us and do the Bill Nye dance. Yeah. And it, it makes me, you know what it makes me want to listen to? What? Wherever you will go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Wait. <laughs> beautiful (laughs) and you thought this was Nickelback yeah (laughs) I guess it's now that I listen it's not but it's a good song it's this part this is the one out there Actually, yeah, I, just, I don't know. I really did. I'm sorry. It's okay. That song slaps, though. It is so good. No, it's I was. It's my favorite Nickelback song. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for listening. Yeah, follow us at the Late Tooth Party Pod on Instagram, the TikToks, TikToks. Yeah, rate and review us on iTunes, and. Uh, Yeah, again, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. I feel it in my face.